Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Today's episode, we're talking about see their value. So I'm going to be very transparent on this episode. When I was a first-time leader, so in my very first leadership position, I had no clue what I was doing. Looking back, I know that. When I was in the moment, not so much. Now, I I got stuff done, right? I checked the boxes because, you know, there's a lot of boxes to check when you're a leader and, I, you know, I'm going to achieve and I'm going to do well in that, right? But many times it was at the expense of my people, okay? And so I'm going to share with you, as I really reflect on this idea of seeing other people's value, I'm going to share with you my mistakes and give you a couple tips, kind of kind of looking back retrospectively. If I were to be that first-time leader again, knowing what I know now so many years later, what would I do different, okay? So you might want to take some notes on this one because, um, you know, when I share my mistakes, usually gold comes out of it, okay? And I really want to encourage you on your own journey, uh, whether you have an actual leadership position or maybe you're looking forward to one or maybe you, you know, you have a leadership influential position, you're just not the boss, okay? So see your people's value. Let's talk about that a little bit. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. Hey, my mentor, friend, and business partner, John Maxwell, says that leaders add value by serving others. So, you know, that really got me thinking, what does that mean by adding value, serving others, right? So I believe that there's three things that you need to be able to do before you can add value to other people. The first one, you really need to be able to value yourself, I really, truly believe that. In order to serve people at the highest level, you've got to be able to value yourself. So what does that mean? Well, that means knowing yourself, right? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What do I love? What do I not love? Because you see, that helps you make some decisions. So for example, you know, over the years, I, I, you know, I tell people when I talk about business building, when I, when I first started my business, I, I was in this phase that I call, uh, if you're going to pay me, I'll do whatever you want. Okay. That's not good. That's not a place where you can add the most value to people. But now as I'm building my business, I'm realizing the value that I have really to bring to other people is about, uh, leadership mindset, coaching, training, helping people to see systems, okay? When I talk about those things and I have a passion for that, I can add value to people. So you gotta value yourself first. The second is just valuing people in general. So, you know, would you say that you're more of a task-oriented person or a people-oriented person? Neither one is right or wrong, I find that people-oriented folks, they, they tend to add value a little bit easier. It comes a little more naturally to them. Whereas task-oriented folks, listen, they have no issue adding value to people, but sometimes their approach and how they do that, right? Sometimes you're a little more demanding or sometimes you're a little more, I don't know, uh, I'm always right, okay? And so you gotta check yourself on that. Where are you on a scale of one to 10? Let's say one is I'm so task-oriented, I don't notice that there are people out there. 
or 10 being, hey, I'm all about people and I rarely get tasks done. Where would you place yourself? Okay. And then I, I think that third thing by realizing, you know, how can I value what I call them? Okay, so the them is not people in general, but it's really looking at not only your clients and your customers and the people in your general sphere, but valuing people who you might not know. Okay, so I, I really feel like you've got to be able to do those three things before you can serve at a high level. Now, you know, first time leaders they typically will jump into a job and think that this job is all about me getting results, right? Typically, first-time leaders are hired because they're able to get results in some area, and somebody recognizes that and says, oh, you'd be a great leader, right? And so that leader jumps into this new position and says, oh, yes, I'm just going to take what, what made me really good and, and made me stand out, and I'm going to apply to this new situation, now, I did that. Um, that was exactly how I did things when I got my very first leadership position. I was a, a school administrator, so um, it was actually a child care center. So we took it from uh, eight kids and two staff members to 25 staff members and 125 kids in about a year's time. Man, I thought it was my job to hire, to train, and to fire people. I thought it was my job to fill out reports. I thought it was my job to, you know, figure out the financial situation, to do the scheduling, the bi the billing, um, you know, the programming, you name it. I thought that was my job. And you know what? It kind of was. But in reality, my first job was to add value to people. And I missed that. I, I didn't understand that. So... If I had to do it all over again, somebody asked me this the other day, you know, if you knew what you know now and you started over, I was like, oh my gosh, I can tell you exactly the path that I would take. And you know, part of this comes from not just walking my own leadership path, but being exposed to really excellent leaders throughout my time. And also walking through hundreds of, of leaders' journeys with them and really putting these, uh, I guess, concepts into practice. So if I were to do it all over again, I would focus on one thing. I would focus on seeing their value. Now, this is something that I, I often share in my Empowered Leaders group, which is a group of leaders who are getting together to really learn and grow from each other. So I just want to share with you a few thoughts that I've talked with them about. So the first thing in order to see their value, man, I would have more conversations about each one of my staff members' strengths, their passions, and their goals in life. I would want to know not just about their personal life, but why are you working here? How is this going to help you get to your ultimate goal? I want to know what lights you on fire. What do you think you're really good at? You know, maybe I might ask them about their weaknesses, but quite frankly, if I know their strengths, now I know where to put them, okay? I would also ask more questions, uh, listen more intently, and probably use my paraphrasing skills whenever I was talking to my customers or clients. Because I really want to know what is it that you want? What drew you here and what's going to keep you here? 
And then, you know, seeing the value of the people that were outside of us, I would have done more networking and more communication with the people in our surrounding community, not just to increase our sales and get people in the door, but really in an effort to understand what's happening in our community and how can, you know, this, in essence, small business help to serve the community in some way. So if I had that to, to do again, you know, man, I would make those changes. And what do, you know, if I were to, to logically put all that together, what kind of changes or transformation might have happened? Well, I know for one, it would have changed some of our policies and procedures, okay? So looking back on that, I can see where all the holes were that I could have changed. Definitely, I would have changed our systems. I would not have been in charge of so many things I would have been out there valuing people and I would have hired somebody to do the billing. Okay. Um, another thing I would do would, would be job crafting. So really looking at what's your strength, what's your passion, and how can I align you with somebody whose strength and passion might be in a different area so that you guys can come together and you're both working out of your strength zone. So rather than hiring for a job description, I would have done some of that job crafting. And because I would have sat with my employees and I knew that, I could have put them together well. What in the world would the results have been? Honestly, I think we would have been more successful in challenging times, quite frankly, because we were really in a, a survival type of mentality all the time. So what about you? How do you intentionally see other people's value? This could be at, in the workplace. This could be at home. This could be, you know, and maybe you're in a club or a church or somewhere in your community. How are you intentionally seeing other people's value? And what's the evidence? You know, if you say, I do the X, Y, and Z, where's the evidence of that? Okay. Let, let that question kind of sit with you for a while and see what comes up. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I really appreciate you coming and listening. And for, for those of you who've been reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, Michelle, I love this idea and this is how I've been implementing it. I love to hear those stories. So if you have a story of, of something you've listened to and you're like, this has really helped me, reach out, say, Michelle, I want to tell you a story. I love stories. I would love to hear your story as well. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.